Hello, I am Colin Baker, otherwise known as the sixth incarnation of the Doctor. And you, you lucky people, are listening to Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Keep listening, it's fun. Who Back When. What ho, podcast land, and welcome to an absolutely fabulous bonus episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Docpast. Right you are, my friend. Oh, happy New Year, podcast land. And what a New Year's treat we've got for you, the 10 days into 2023. I am Leon, and I am joined by that co-host of co-hosts, that most magnificent, magical, and, dare I say, handsome, silver-tongued devil, cake extraordinaire, Jim Cakes. Hello, Jim Cakes. (laughs) Hello, yes, it is I, Jim of Cakes. I'm here to steal (laughs) all your strawberries no i'm not that's weird i don't know what i'm saying it's a bit of a weird one podcast either. i'm so sorry yes hello there we go introductory apology out of the way <laughs> yeah that was a very nice handover there mr leon because that's who you, you are yes yes that uh, is exactly who i am happy new year's cakes are new year's you leon. excited about 2023 oh, the yeah. year that no. we catch up with doctor who damn it it is the year we catch up with Doctor Who. That's very yeah. exciting. That's as exciting exactly. as I'm going to get because, I mean, who knows with the state of the, the world at the moment. You can't be excited about stuff. It's just not fair because then yeah, shit happens. Also, yeah, that's right. A lot of shit happened last year. A lot of shit is still happening this year. And also, Podcast Land, both Cakes and I have just recuperated from our respective illnesses. We are out of sick leave. So, like, maybe bear with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm also having my first now. drink in a week. <laughs> Yeah, winter does suck. <laughs> but what doesn't suck, Jim Cakes, is this segue, because tonight oh, yes. you and That's I are nice about segue. to <laughs> discuss none other than the sixth Doctor, Colin Baker, because oh, we have now reviewed yeah. every single one of his TV serials. Oh my god, we have. It's scary how much we have done all of it. I feel like we actually blasted through the Sixth Doctor. It seems that way. We it did all like, of the Sixth Doctor yeah. last year. Wow. And it's yeah. only, is it ten serials? It's, yeah, it wasn't as big an achievement okay. as that sounds, perhaps. <laughs> well, thanks for shooting <laughs> me in the foot. <laughs> uh, but that's Sorry. okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> High level, Jim Cakes. And obviously, we will go into our, our standard categories of what are some serials we liked and why and which ones did we not like and maybe offer up an explanation for that as well. But high level, Cakes, how do you feel about The Sixth Doctor? High level, I feel a bit torn because I really like The Sixth Doctor. But as is okay. often the case, there are problems with some of the stories that he had or, I don't know, other other things along the way. But you're right, we will unpack sure. this in, in more detail. But <laughs> definitely, and I'm pretty sure you will get with this, Colin Baker is a dude and the Sixth Doctor portrayal is oh my amazing. God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We already sort of knew this from having just encountered him in that one random episode, but Colin Baker lends himself and his acting talents lend themselves incredibly well to Doctor Who. <laughs> he is yeah. spectacular on screen and such a talented actor. But I know what you mean. The, the, maybe not... Maybe he wasn't fortunate enough to have as great a set of stories. He certainly wasn't lucky in the amount of stories he got yeah that's very true and very curious about yeah well oh sorry i think podcast Land probably knows i think we've talked about it on a few occasions as well the the atmosphere around the sixth doctor where 
I was actually reading a bit more about this the other day. Like the BBC controller really, really hated Doctor Who and wanted it gone. And this is all hanging over this era of Doctor yeah, Who. That's, yeah, it's, it's such an incredible bummer. Colin Baker and the Doctor Who production team, they don't bear responsibility for this, but they're given few tools and very few opportunities to succeed. And somehow, oh, despite fuck. that, Hello? they've used those tools and their very limited airtime to cobble together something that is in many ways magnificent. How, okay, how about this? How about we start with Colin Baker in comparison with prior classic Doctors? Because how does... Does this not feel like it is quite the departure, even in terms of his character and his temperament, to Peter Davison, certainly, and possibly Tom Baker? I would say mm, these are the only ones I can compare to directly, having done the the review work for them. I would say yeah. he's actually not that far away from Tom Baker. In oh, interesting. Terms. Yeah, they obviously are quite different, but I feel like he has like a quirk to him that fits and is consistent and Tom Baker had that kind of whimsical side, the twinkle in his eye all the way through. And I think Colin Baker doesn't have the twinkle in the same way necessarily, but there's always a, a nice kind of tone with him. And maybe I'm misremembering a bit, but I feel like I was missing that a bit with Davison. And I think partly because they went a bit up and down with his character, which we that, obviously yeah. get that with Colin Baker as well. He starts as a, a strangling companion bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or, rather, companion strangling bastard. There we go. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. That is true. I wonder if there's... Because we're going to... Obviously, we're going to have to talk about companions as well. I wonder if part of why I certainly feel that there is a change in character with Colin Baker's Doctor is in how he acts with his companion. Or companions, if you will. But I'm thinking predominantly of Perry here. But he is so mean and... It, it's almost as though she's subservient to him. You know, he, he feels so superior to her. He certainly acts very superior to her in a way that I don't remember Davison ever was. Davison was incredibly inclusive of his companions and he had so many of them as well. And kind of the same goes for Tom. Tom was, he was so inclusive of his companions that he had a relationship with one of them. Like he's, he's so incredibly <laughs> happy to go traveling and like just bumbling around the galaxy with his companions. Whereas Colin Baker's just like fucking hell, right? Well, I guess you're along for the rides, you know? I agree, but also disagree a little bit. Oh, well, yay. <laughs> I feel like this is how we started with Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor. I don't think it's how mm -hmm. we finished. Or maybe we did actually finish and went full circle. I'm not quite sure. But definitely in the middle, <laughs> we okay. we were on multiple occasions going, there's some really nice chemistry between Doc and Perry here. Or even when Mal turns up, I think immediately they were working quite well together. Yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Annoying, Absolutely. But, you know, there, was, there was some kind of rapport there. <laughs> and I think, I can't remember the details now. I'm sorry, podcast land, memory of a goldfish sometimes. But when we would talk to <laughs> when we talked about Davison on numerous occasions, I would refer to him as being an asshole to his companions. Or maybe it's more generalized Shit, you're right. pe people in general. But I think it was targeted at the companions on multiple occasions. Possibly oh, Tegan in particular. I forget now. Yeah, I think Tegan is the one who's hard done by. Yeah. In in that Tegan is just it's almost as though Tegan's a mere mortal. Oh, yeah. Do you know what we should have done as prep? We should have listened to the Peter Davison retrospective. It's, it's <laughs> almost in my in my memory, and it's very possible that my sieve-like mind has also managed to expel all of these recollections. 
But to my mind, Tegan was the mere mortal of the companions. Everyone else was a total genius, just out of this world, made for the TARDIS. They were so good on paper that the TARDIS just gobbled them up, whereas Tegan didn't even want to be there. You know what it is, actually? This is a hard comparison, but but Tegan, (laughs) Tegan is Homer Simpson, who just turned up at the power plant when they opened and they hired him. <laughs> Everyone else was interviewed and had worked their life to get there. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's uh, not <laughs> so now transpose this to, we've somehow segued to the companions and I love it. Transpose this to Colin Baker's companions, namely Perry and Mel. <laughs> or very nearly forgot Mel's name there, by the way. Perry, <laughs> who is picked up by another companion, pretty much just because she's drowning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then spends forever desperately clawing for any kind of agency, which clearly she is capable of, as in the, the character deserves. And then when she finally gets it, the doctor's still kind of mean. And I think it takes, I think it's not until, okay, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're right. He changes his disposition towards Perry, but not until the trial, not until the mysterious planet. That opening scene where the the opening scene of the episode that they're watching in the trial, where they're walking Uh, around in the forest, just going, oh, Perry, isn't it great? We're on this mysterious planet. Whereas two weeks ago, he was was just slagging her off for being dumb. (laughs) Possibly. I can't remember the details (laughs) of what I had for breakfast, let alone what happened multiple episodes of Doctor Who ago. But there was definitely you, there was definitely a turning point. He wasn't always an asshole. He wasn't always talking down to her. And I think like it's weird, but I think in some ways what I remember of Davison compared to what I remember of Colin Baker and the companion relationship, I don't know. I just always was a bit more forgiving of the sixth doctor being a bit harsh to a companion. And it was generally Perry because I didn't have enough time with Mel to do much. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Davison, I think because he had that kind of more mild mannered nature about him, if he said something that made him seem like an asshole, it just hit harder and would make you think you're an asshole. Whereas I think you just kind of got what you saw with you know, the sick doctor and it's like, oh, okay, he can he can be a bit harsh with people, but you just have to know how to deal with him, sort of thing. I don't know. Whereas, you know, Davison yeah, I know being, exactly what you mean. being harsh to you is because he's he's just flipped for a moment and it's like, whoa, whoa, hang on there, you know. Yeah, it's it's like your mum gives you the middle finger. <laughs> yeah. Someone you expect to be really kind <laughs> ends up being a massive shit <laughs> just by virtue of being slightly less kind. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel like... That's a very bad example. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a good example. It doesn't feel like a nice way of judging people. That That's why I'm kind of like <laughs> laughing at myself. The, only, the things that have just come out of my mouth. But I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Like you, you seem to be saying it resonates with you, but yeah, it's just I feel like there was a consistency with the sixth Doctor in that he yeah. was occasionally harsh with people, talking down to them, but it fit and it, it kind of stuck along that pattern, and you could enjoy the performance, you could enjoy the interactions. Whereas when you have this up and down of a character's nature with Davison, I found myself not enjoying it as much because it was just like, well, who are you then? Which which version of you yeah, that's a, is really yeah, the that's true a good one? Point. I don't know. That, I love that as an observation. That, the, I wonder if 
this is how it felt to the audience at the time, though. Because do you remember in the very beginning when we got Colin Baker and he reflects on his past self? He says something like, I'm totally paraphrasing, I'm probably butchering this, but he says something like, I really hated that guy I used to be. He was so nice. He was so polite. Yeah, something think- like that. And almost and does I he think say like that's probably that guy's dead or something like that? I don't know. Like yeah, exactly. Relishes. He's he's yeah. yeah, he's sadistic and like morbidly relishing in the departure, the the demise of his past persona. And I wonder if that actually like that's not Colin Baker speaking. That's not the Doctor speaking. I wonder if that is the BBC speaking in the voice of the audience of the time, like the notes that they were getting, and that Colin Baker. This was just my assumption at the time, but I'm perfectly prepared to say that I was wrong. But my impression at the time was that Colin Baker's performance, his interpretation of the Doctor, was almost a response to how people felt about Davison. That people were just like. That guy is too polite. Like, just get <laughs> someone who is chaotic. You know, this has been the Batman show. Can we please have the Joker for a little bit? And then they get Colin Baker, who is so insanely all over the place, to the point where he doesn't even, his pers- personality is all discombobulated because of how he regenerated. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Can maybe. I ask a really mean question? Super no, mean question. Don't ask mean questions. I, I won't ask it then. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, a nice super mean question. question. <laughs> And bear in mind, I can cut this if you like, bear in mind all of the actors who play the Doctor, listen, oh, as do their kids. Colin Baker, better or worse actor than Davison, and Tom Baker, for that matter. And everyone who's played the Doctor in New Who, there you go, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I definitely, I am not qualified enough to judge judge this. And even on a subjective level, I'm not quite sure what to say, because they're just such different portrayals. Like we basically, because we sit here and say the character of the fifth Doctor, the character of the sixth Doctor, we're happy to say yeah. these fictional characters behave this way, and we say that because of the performances the actors give us. Like that's true, and I'm I'm sold on all of it. Like, and I don't know. We I, have if, been. Uh, if they gave an Oscar for best diplomatic answer, that <laughs> it would be yours. <laughs> I might need help getting these splinters out of my ass. Let's be fair. <laughs> that's a. Sitting on the fence <laughs> reference, if anyone, I'd not really got splinters in my ass. Okay, tell you what, how about this? Do you agree with me that Colin Baker's performance is more theatrical than yes. Davison's, for example? Yeah. What I was going to say was we were blown away by him when he was the, was he a guard or maybe yeah. he was leading, leader of the guard? I forget. And it's something just like, like that. Yeah. Whoa, can't wait to see this guy as the doctor. Yeah. And this it dude. is that <laughs> theatricality. Like he is. He's on the spectrum towards Brian Blessed, you know, nowhere near that far because no one can be. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Blessed is what happens when a theater gets hit by lightning next to a nuclear power plant. (laughs) (laughs) It's the superhero origin story of, yeah, (laughs) theatrical performances. Okay, we touched upon companions for a while, but before we segue away from the companions, how do you how do you feel about Perry? And how do you feel about Mel? I feel like I'm getting all the questions here, dude. You you should answer some of this yourself first. I have, fine, yeah. I just want to point out, Podcast Land, that I originally won the tip of finger on tip of nose <laughs> game to, <laughs> to hand over main hosting duties to Cakes over here. Oh, someone wants to have the cake and eat it, but fine. You're the one that named me Cakes, so... <laughs> <laughs> Touche. 
Okay, I remember not enjoying Perry so much in the beginning. And I remember in particular her accent being so annoying to me, just so grating. And then also, and this, this has been the sum total of my prep for tonight's episode, I listened back to a few of our reviews of Colin Baker serials. <laughs> And there are, well, there are bits of them anyway. And there were a few times, good few times, where we just went, oh, freaking Perry. She's back with that annoying, stuttering vibrato. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so afraid, Doctor. She was just a damsel in distress for so much of her run, unfortunately. But then around about halfway through... I feel like they finally figured her out. They made her a botanist. They gave her a bunch of agency. She got to be a bit gung-ho. She was clever. She was she was talking back at the doctor, which is really a, the best thing about her. But then in the yeah. end, they totally shafted her character. Yeah, her exit. Jesus Christ. Like, oh. Quite possibly the worst companion exit ever. I would take the quite possibly out of there, to be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, we were absolutely shocked that she had left. It's like, is that it? Is she gone? What the hell's yeah. happening? No, that was it, right? Yeah. I, the only one... concur with everything else you were saying. Sorry, you, you had a follow-up No, no, please, there. please. Yeah, I think... I think it's fair to say that she was wavering a lot of a start. I don't know if she was consistently bad, but yeah, the the, the stuttery, feared voice was definitely a staple of, let's face it, bad acting or bad directing. It's hard hard to say, but um, you know. Yeah, it's, it's one of those two. And I left that kind of the... fear it might be bad writing as well. Yeah. There might be an element of... For all we know, the the scene direction in the script even just called for her to be scared. And yeah, I agree. That performance wasn't in any way convincing, but just write a script that allows her to do more stuff. Yeah, And and it took a while. Eventually they got there, but it took maybe too long. I was going to say before, the only person who actually gets not necessarily a worse exit, but certainly almost as bad an exit is Colin Baker. The the only person (laughs) who's equally as shafted is Colin Baker. I'm still intrigued what they're going to do with it, because I think they're probably going to have someone being the sixth doctor and you won't see a face and then a regeneration into the seventh. Because we know he's not there for the, yeah. the regeneration. I know what happens there, and I, I don't want to spoil it for you, Cakes, because <laughs> it... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's it's fabulous. With the knowledge that I don't have, <laughs> I can agree with you that his exit is bad, because we know he doesn't have this regeneration. But in the same way, it's kind of a nice exit, because he just goes in the TARDIS and he's often or talking about going off on another adventure whereas well, it's what is his what are his final words oh, final I, I don't words? remember what they were but i remember when we reviewed it i remember us going like oh wow his last words on the show were xyz and i can't remember what it was but it was something like sorry mel i'm too busy dipping this tampon in vodka <laughs> i can't remember what it was he said but it was <laughs> something like really bad <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's where your brain went okay <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to find out. I'm going to see if I can beat you there. What was, it? what was it called? Oh, the ultimate foe. Carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. There you That's go. That's what it was. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I presume there was Bravo. some performance to that. <laughs> but yeah, still. No, I think that was a perfect rendition. Soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we've discussed Perry. How do you feel about Mel? And is she a better match with Colin Baker or just as good or worse? Whatever. Jury is definitely still out, I think. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, pun not intended. <laughs> but yeah, well done. <laughs> 
I think I liked her a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like, I'm a- aware of the actress Bonnie Langford. That's her name? Yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah. I have vague recollections of growing up thinking she was annoying as hell and expected to fully 100% hate her, not even any redeeming qualities sort of thing. And oh, wow. was pleasantly surprised that she's she's a little bit annoying, but actually, I think, is there only two serials we've had her in? I forget now. But I think it's just the one. Is it just the one? Wow. Is it not? Or maybe? Oh no! Sorry, you're right. It's it's the because the 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 last one is the ultimate four, which is just a tiny two-parter. Yeah, she was Isn't in that. Terror of the uh, Vervoids as well. That's the one. The Vervoids, the whodunits with the penis plants. Yeah, vaginal penis oh, plants. Well. Pens down. <laughs> <laughs> Pens down. Penis up. What? I was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's in, we could say two and a half serials then, I guess, if, if you want to be picky about it, maybe. Oh. But, oh, sorry, one and a half. But what? One and a half, that's one. <laughs> Maths not work good, brain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's like we're in the middle of the, the, the minis review. My brain's just falling apart. Loving this. I've only had half a beer. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what's happening? She's been written and and the portrayal is is backing it up that she's a very competent person and is willing yeah. to just like go get shit done and i really really enjoyed that aspect i'm not the thing to be honest like a little bit annoying i can live with the thing that really worries me is the interplay between her and the doctor they seem to like we haven't seen her in a lot but they book ended the relationship with her and the sixth doctor which obviously could totally change with the seventh but with this weird exercise stuff and she's focused on getting him fit and healthy i do oh, not yeah. want that like if that carries no, on i don't the want that either doctor, no fuck it in the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I really don't want to see that either i don't need anyone who's into fitness on doctor who doctor who is a show obviously yes whatever it's a show for everyone but let's face it it's a show that is predominantly adored by nerds and geeks like us and i don't know about you but i don't own a treadmill and i don't plan on getting one so it, no we don't need any <laughs> fitness advice from doctor who thank you very much no um it's unfair to to Langford. It's unfair to Mel because we haven't really, as you pointed out, we haven't actually had her that that much on screen. Is setting that aside. Unfortunately, I don't like her as much as I liked Perry at the moment. Okay, if, ending Perry, not starting Perry, ending Perry. Yeah, I would agree. If we we've only got two companions for the Sixth Doctor to do rankings yeah. for, compared to God yeah. knows how many the Fifth had. What was it like seven or something insane? Seventeen <laughs> thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like I would also put Perry above Mel. Obviously, maybe one more serial of Mel could change that. Like that's, I think, how close they are for me. But yeah, we had. You've got into my head, dude. Everything sounds dirty. <laughs> we had some good times <laughs> with Perry. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, and just you wait because if it only takes one more episode with Mel, just you wait until you see that episode with Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's not going <laughs> to do a lot for this. But. <laughs> Yeah, but she we had more time for a while, right? Until the no, not to the end. I, I think Ace is not in as much as I thought she was. So I think we've got oh, Mel really? for a bit. Maybe maybe it's just this series. 
up, upcoming series. Oh, okay. one of seventh. I'm not sure, but I don't. It's not like she's going to exit a couple of F serials into Seventh Doctor. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so either. Okay, right. Okay, well, cool. Let's just let's see what we see. So why Indeed. don't we now that we've discussed Doc and Companions <laughs> ads nauseum? Why don't we jump into some of these other categories that we've set aside for us here? So we've got best worst serial. We've got best worst villain. Best worst alien. And then maybe we can just set aside a little bit of time to talk about Trial of a Time Lord and how that was different to everything, you know. Why don't we start with cereal? Best okay. and worst. And Podcast Land, let me clarify, Cakes has been an utter chap and prepared a spreadsheet that includes all of our ratings for the individual cereals. And it's been immensely helpful because I had somehow managed to block out one of the worst ones. <laughs> Much appreciated. So is there a particular cereal that kind of stands out, or particular cereals, uh, plural, that stand out as the best ones to you? Interestingly, so I did a lot of color coding, which makes it really easy, but also swaying me massively staring at the spreadsheet. <laughs> like, oh, things in green were good. Yeah. But I think... <laughs> It's, I find it interesting when we were in sync, because we weren't always in sync podcast. That's land. true, yeah. You might remember this better than we do, to be fair. But like, there was, there was one thing we would definitely have to talk about where we were so not in sync, it was... Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that both of us rated incredibly highly was the first part of Trial of a Time Lord. Yeah, and, that's right. And I stand by that. And I think it's... It's one of those things where it's the setup serial. You have freedom where you don't have to make everything work. It's a bit of a cheat like that. It's the first part of a two-parter. Generally, they're always better. Um, but it was it that was is very true. A good serial, as far as I recall, and I think that was Absolutely. a standout. I was my highest rated, and I think I would stand by that. It's one of three serials that I've rated the highest. I gave three serials a 4.0. You gave that a 4.1. So technically, yeah. you loved it a little bit more than I did. And yeah, what was I going to say? It, it, yes, it, it is. You're, you're so incredibly right. It's, it's the first part of something new. It's so novel that that automatically bumps it up. It has that new format. It has that freaking gorgeous opening intro effect when the TARDIS zooms into the, the trial, you know, Absolutely stunning. Station, yeah. Yes, exactly. Which, by the way, weird. Why didn't we talk about this at the time? Why doesn't the trial take place on Gallifrey? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What is this <laughs> station thing? <laughs> I think in large part that's because of the stuff that must have landed on the cutting room floor. In fact, I strongly urge Podcast Land to stick around until after the end credits, just in case there's a deleted scene back there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it has that. It also has Long Glitz, and I can't remember, Dibber is his friend, Dibber, right? yeah. It has that awesome duo, and it's just so all over the place. There are so many different stories layered atop each other that it's it's incredibly ambitious, but it, it actually fulfills that ambition. Oh, and one of the most gorgeous robot outfits ever. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. The something three or maybe something four, whatever it was like, called. Uh, the L3 robot? robot? I can't remember if it had another Yeah, I think you're name. right. I think that's it. I believe it also went by the name of Drathro, something like that. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at the page on whoaboutwhen.com. I can't pluck this out of my mind, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> 
The, it, it, yes. Well, I think you're absolutely right. A solid pick for best serial. Is there is there anything else that stands out? So, so that's the number. That's the highest rated one of yours. Yeah. Thanks to your spreadsheet, I can see that your second highest rated one is Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah. This is the other thing I was going to get into. Is that I feel like like the Sixth Doctor had a really good intro run. Like yeah. again. I'm being massively swayed by the green colours in the spreadsheet. But the first three serials, we both rated very highly compared to everything else. And yeah. it was just like, bam, bam, bam. Sixth Doctor's here. Here to blow your socks off, man. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I was yeah, I was looking back at it. Like Twin Twin Dilemma, we both said 3.7. Bam. Attack of the Cybermen, you were sticking with it like 3.7 all the way, man. I went t- tiny bit higher, three point eight. So yeah, you're right. That's my yeah. And you know what? In hindsight, I rated. think you're right. You think? Is I think your rating is much more accurate. I think. <laughs> well, I think Attack of the Cybermen is better than the Twin Dilemma. It has. I say this as someone who recently listened back to at least most, well, maybe half of our review of Attack of the Cybermen, and it kind of. <laughs> it it jogged some of my memory of it. Just the do you remember the cyber rejects? Do you remember the ones who are like they have Cyberman arms, but they somehow didn't take to it, so now the Cybermen just have them working in mines or whatever? Oh, rings it has deep, the but... guy who I can't remember his name now. I've so I've forgotten so Litton? much of these. But about? Yes, exactly. Litton, the chap who was dicked about by the Daleks, escaped the Daleks, was caught by the Cybermen. Yeah. <laughs> Did not escape the Cybermen until he escapes the Cybermen. Like it's so freaking epic that it 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 absolutely deserves a higher rating than its predecessor. And yeah, your I stand by it. Your rating is better than mine. But I think they were like I think the things that these have in common actually is like what was the setup of the Twin Dilemma? There were these whiz kids doing uh, yeah nefarious shit and that's right it's like hey if you play with maths you might destroy the universe. What else was going on? Oh. There, must have been. there were bird people in it. There were there was a. <laughs> I only re- I don't remember that much about it. Yeah, there, there were bird people in it, and there was a guy who I want to take credit for this. There's a guy who very clearly, in hindsight, very clearly wanted to bang bird aliens. And <laughs> you know, I actually listened to this review for the first first time after the recording it not that long ago, and I was listening to all of this oh, really? thing. What? Who is this guy? I don't remember this at all. But I am <laughs> like, in the review. I am so on board with with this idea you're putting yeah. down. It's like <laughs> fine. Yeah, obviously there was a guy that wanted to fuck birds. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> what else is in the twin dilemma? Hang on, I'm opening it on who back when. What else happens in the twin dilemma? Oh, the gastropods and the jacondans. The jacondans are the bird people. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Gastropods. God, my, it's my something about how they so want to. <laughs> oh, but anyway, shit bongos. I don't remember exactly, but it's something about like the the gastropods are trying to spread effectively their seed. Like they want to spread themselves across the universe so that they can take it over. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. That makes sense. The the bee scout ends with. Jizz their gross slug eggs across the galaxy. Yep, I believe that. Okay. That sounds like a B-Scow you wrote, Jim. (laughs) No, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. Okay, sorry, but I... Yeah, I totally sorry. Yeah, my poor memory aside, (laughs) what I can remember from these things is... I think these were trying to do something slightly different with the storylines. Or they took some things that might have, in the past, fallen into tropes 
The one I'm mainly thinking of is maybe the mysterious planet where you got that that tribe of people that yes. they've been exiled like from evil. Yeah, they've been yeah. exiled from a modern society. Like there's a robot ruling this place, and they're, they're these backwards yeah. people that are, I don't know. But the fact is, they seemed more <laughs> attached to the old ways. Like we've seen that before, and it's like, how the fuck did you forget this? You live on a spaceship, yet you you haven't even manufactured a spoon or so. I don't know. It's just like they've forgotten everything, but they live on a spaceship. Whereas this, I don't yeah. know, felt a little bit different, a little, done a little bit better, didn't feel quite so tropey. And I think that was maybe true, like you bring in the Cybermen and it's like, oh God, here's the Cybermen again, what are they going to fuck up this time? And I mean that as the script writers, not as what, you know, what, what kind of shit are the Cybermen going to do? What are the Cybermen going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it just had that extra edge, having Lytton in it for a start, changed things quite dramatically. And I think there was a little bit more of like, whose side is he on and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I yeah think, that's right. I think they were just elevated serials. They were written better. Colin Baker was probably doing doing his absolute nut as the sixth Doctor Man and just getting out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet your ass he was doing his absolute nut. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Attack of the Cybermen. Do you want to carry on to the next serial? Because the next serial in line is one of my best serials. So I, and I want to point out, I did this independent of your spreadsheet and actually also independent of our ratings list on the website. I picked out, I couldn't make up my mind. So I picked out three best serials and those three best serials are the ones that I've given the highest rankings. And, and consequently, one of them is Vengeance on Varos with, I'm sure you'll recall, Jason Connery of Bullet to Beijing and being a Nepo baby fame. It, it's, it's awesome. It's the first Sill serial, which is pretty epic. So it introduces us to someone who may or may not show up again when we talk about villains tonight. It has it has that element of social criticism because it's the same. Ser- it's you know the serial right? It's the one where politics are, are televised and every single election, or rather every single decision by anyone in government, by like the leader, the governor, whatever they're called, has them strapped into an electric chair and everyone who watches them on reality TV has to vote yay or nay. And if they vote nay, not only do they disagree with his decision or their decision, they also execute the leader. It's yeah. it, it's pretty great. Yeah, I remember it being pretty cool. I didn't rate it as highly as you and I'm not not quite sure why but what you described is sound awesome this is the thing actually like our ratings are they're, <laughs> they're more a reflection of how we felt that night <laughs> well, yeah, than, than mean... how that serial rates overall because there are there are definitely serials that i've given like very high or very low ratings and they're they're really just based on how our bands were that evening and if we spent more time shitting on a serial than lauding it you know <laughs> But yeah, anyway, Vengeance yeah. on Varus. So I think it was one of those, like, we didn't write it super highly. Like, the highest you've ever given anything, anything for The Sick Doctor is four, for a start. You know, let's yeah. put this into context. And I, I gave that one that's a 3.5, which was one of the higher ratings for this season, that's for sure. I think it was just a lot of kind of good ideas 
not necessarily poor execution, just not as good execution as it could have been. And yeah, I think maybe that was the issue I had probably with that zero and maybe some of the other zeros as well. And it's, I think that's why that kind of lodged in my mind about the, the ones I was just talking about. It's like, I can see they were trying something different or I can see they pulled off something better than they've done in the past with similar concepts. And maybe that's why something like Vengeance on Varus didn't quite push it as high. But you're right, like these numbers are incredibly subjective to how we felt on the night, and I might go completely differently if I watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? For the great big Hubak Wen reunion in 20 years' time, why don't we re-review some of these <laughs> and see where we stand? So that there are so few serials here that we could actually just run through all of them, and if we don't want to talk about it, we just skip it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Should we on. do that? Yeah, or? Go for it. Right. Okay, so We've next in line... Of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So next in line, we have Mark of the Rani. You gave that 3.2, I gave it 2.3. Next in line is Time and the Rani. Which will be interesting. Uh, anything to say about Mark of the Rani? Like it? Yay, nay? Like, in hindsight? I think... That might be the the what I recall anyway the biggest like missed opportunity type one because this is a master oh, with a with a new time lord foe is, it, is she a time lord I forget yeah. now I think she is yeah yeah she is yeah <laughs> and like this could have this could have been an equivalent of master and Missy teaming up type thing from New Who absolutely yes and it was nowhere near that but the concept you know was similar and I think it was just. A bit weak. I think maybe the master would take the back seat in some occasions, and then the Rani would take the back seat in other occasions. It's just, yeah, maybe too many cooks, sort of thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it may have been predominantly the master who was was dumbed down a little bit in that one. He was nowhere near as nefarious as he usually is because they were trying to big up a new time lord or time lady. Yeah, and, yeah, that's my recollection anyway. But. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It feels like Mark of the Rani is a solid baseline episode. It's like, let's just create something that is solidly average, that has great potential, but then is fully squandered. But we also have lots of production value, and that's fine. There's a dude in a tree outfit. And then, great, <laughs> we've got that. Let's go. Let's move on to the next serial. And mission accomplished, BBC, you did. <laughs> Exactly. And indeed, we might, because the next in line is The Two Doctors, which is your lowest rated serial and one of my highest, and consequently, one of the three that I have listed in my notes, Jim Cakes, <laughs> as one of the best serials of Colin Baker's. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> in fact, it's one of the best serials of Patrick Troughton's as well. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> This is making me not want to watch any of the second Doctor. I was thinking I would watch some of the second Doctor stuff at some point, and then the two Doctors really turned, totally turned me off that. And now you're... No, you actually totally should. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me. Watch the second Doctor's run. Maybe skip the ones that are that are lost serials, but definitely watch some of the you know fully intact ones. They're really, really good. Yeah. I is mean, this perchance listed among your the like the worst serials for you? I think I stand by that rating. Not necessarily a 1.0. I don't know. Maybe if I watched it again, I'd be in a better mood. I think I can <laughs> I can buy that this is a have to be in the right mood to enjoy it type of serial. If I didn't have my re- reviewing head on, I might be able to just go, oh, it's just a bit of fun. Whatever. It's maybe it's a 2.0 instead of a 1.0. 
Oh, that's interesting, but, because if you made this a 2.0, it would no longer be your worst rated or lowest rated uh, yeah. series. I'm not giving it that rating. I'm not adjusting anything here. I, cause <laughs> I, but the, I think the chances are it's more just like, ah, it's a bit meh. Um, and oh my god, that who is who is that guy? Is it called Ari or no? Yeah, maybe it's just Ari. I'm looking at my notes. To, no, Shokai. That was it. Shokai, Shokai was yes, what a dude! Annoying. I hated him so much, and you loved him, and that's I absolutely did. Yes, think I the biggest great. difference we had with it. <laughs> <laughs> I also absolutely adored the the guy who's a waiter and really into butterflies. <laughs> I can't yeah, I think I now. hated him as well. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, and also, Podcast Land will be very happy to hear that that actor shows up in an episode of Poirot. In fact, I believe I sent you a screenshot or a photo of my TV as I was watching him <laughs> on, on Poirot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's the two Doctors. Next in line, Time Lash, which I've just listed as a noteworthy serial, but otherwise, yeah. Got HG Wells. Yeah. It's got that very cool scene where they jump it, like they climb into the time lash tunnel, the time tunnel. Is that what it's called? The time tunnel? It's like crystals a, growing I sideways. They're, tr- they're climbing down, yeah. they're sort of spelunking down them. I think that was the bit I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you doing that actually. Yeah. yeah. I remember it being kind of, kind of fun. I remember HG Wells being a nice character and yeah i think i didn't see the twist coming of who he was until really near the end i think you picked up on it earlier i think it was it was just a bit it's okay serial i think i think it was fun to watch but nothing special that's that's what kind of what i remember yeah it's almost as though time lash is the mark of the rani of its day (laughs) (laughs) okay it's very it's middle of the road and it's got some good bits it's got some bad bits i think it's better than mark of the rani but it yeah it is what it is. It's definitely rewatchable, I think. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I can I can almost imagine watching it, like wanting to watch it even. Like because it, it has that kind of element in my head where I think this was prob this was an enjoyable watch. Even though I rated it only like two point six. Like it's a very different yeah. thing. Like it is maybe I can just Watch this and switch my brain off. I don't have to think this is a masterpiece. Well, sometimes it's really enjoyable to watch utter schlock as well. well yeah. bad, <laughs> bad television, bad movies are great. <laughs> sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. Okay, moving on. Revelation of the Daleks is next. We're, we're past the midway point. We should probably pick this up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Revelation of the Daleks is one of my worst listed serials. I've, I've listed two serials in my notes here as the worst of Colin Baker. And Revelation of the Daleks, I would almost single out as the worst because of the DJ. Oh, God. Is it, this is Alexi's sale? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was annoying. It also has the, the husband from Keeping Up Appearances, as I recall. Yes. Mr. Bouquet. Wait, have we had a full set now with Keeping Up Appearances? I don't know. I know. Has, has she been in it? I'm not sure. I was just going to say, has Mrs. Bouquet been on Doctor Who? Oh, you know what? S- screw it. I'm departing from this spreadsheet. I'm going to IMDb. I want to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Patricia Rutledge is her name. No, it doesn't seem as though she's been on Doctor Who. Ah, so close. That is, talk about missed opportunities. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that answers that question. Yep. Yep. Fair. Fine. Yeah, Re- Revelation of the Daleks. It was a weird one, I think, in general. Not lots of not believable characters, I think, and agreed. It, uh, 
a very confusing plot, lots of things crossing over perhaps. I can't remember all the details to be honest, but yeah, it's not one I'm ever likely to rewatch. Or if I do, it's just to go, what the fuck was this? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Sod it. Let's relegate it to a corner of the room. Onwards and upwards, <laughs> dude Meister, because next up we're on the mysterious planet. We've already kind of talked about it. We are now in the trial of a Time Lord, and this is your highest rated. It's one of my highest rated. This solidly checks off my best serials list now. Two Doctors, Vengeance and Varus, and Mysterious Planet. What else is there to say that we haven't said already? It's great. Everyone in podcast land should go and watch The Mysterious Planet. Yeah. And then make up your own ending for the trial. Just don't watch the rest of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In fact, let's speed along towards the end of it. We've got Mind Warp next. Yikes, caramba. I had forgotten about Mind Warp. Which is amazing because, and likewise, I had forgotten as well. But this is probably the most bonkers of... And I say this with with knowledge that the next one is the one with the penis vagina plants. But, you know, this is the yeah. most bonkers of the Trial of a Time Lord quadrilogy. Yeah. Mind Warp is, it's great. People should watch it for its historical value. And let's absolutely just clarify, it's shit. Like, th- yeah. there's too much happening in it. None of it makes sense. Brian Blessed is a, a, a treasure. He's wonderful in everything that he appears in. But it's as though you have... No, that's just, you know what? No, fuck Mind Warp. I like Brian Blessed and I like that Sill is back, but the rest of it makes no sense. And at the end of it, they just shave Perry's head and never let her back on the show. So Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. very good ending for this. And I would just like to yeah. add one of the things, actually on reflection, I think I maybe rated slightly too highly. I would more agree with your 2.0 than my 2.3 <laughs> in the way it, sat, <laughs> it sits in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> so after the discrepancy between our attack of the cybermen ratings actually we're kind of on equal footing it's fine <laughs> let's call it even steven <laughs> who's next why it's terror of the vervoids obviously <laughs> wow it's a whodunit it introduces mel yeah yes but it's, it was the worst uh, kind of whodunit where there's no way for you to play along at home because you're not getting right. any information. It was just... And then this happened. Zero clues. And, that's right. And then this is totally irrelevant. Look, we gave you a, a red herring, but we haven't given you any clues, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. The vervoids are just plants. No, they're sentient. No, they're self-aware. No, they're actually perfectly legitimately a species like anyone else. No, there are just four of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Or, they can and, turn other people into verboids. No, they can't. <laughs> yeah. And in the context of the trial, Doctor wipes them all out, so he's committed genocide. Oh, wait, he didn't really because the, the Valyard is making stuff up. Oh, wait, no, he did because the Valyard didn't make that bit up. The Doctor still committed genocide. Oops, who cares? <laughs> that should be the tagline of, of the trial of a Time Lord. <laughs> Oops, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be on the Blu-ray box set. <laughs> Interestingly, you gave this a 3.8, though. I'm yeah, mostly I convinced. Yeah, because done it. Okay, okay, it's for the whodunit. And I was going to also... say, it's 1.5 just because there are penis vagina plant things. Okay, fine, I confess, I'm a huge fan of genitals. The thing is, <laughs> the and botany. Yeah, surprise, left field. I'm into flowers. <laughs> the start of that word being bot <laughs> did not live up to, to the ending I was expecting. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you know what? I think I'll just let our review of that cereal speak for itself. Yeah. Which leads us to the next cereal, which is in fact the very last of Colin Baker's cereals, The Ultimate Four. It's a two-parter. It's tiny. It has barely a plot. And we both gave it 1.8. So that is, in fact, my lowest rated one. It is your second lowest rated one of all of yeah. his serials. I I think on reflection, I could sit down and watch The Two Doctors again and probably to get some enjoyment from it. Yeah. I could not watch The Ultimate Foe again without just getting angry, probably. And part of this is my own fault for thinking, oh, this concept of the serial, him being on trial, the Valyard, I'd read about the Valyard, and it's like this... I thought it was more of like more of an amalgam- amalgamation of like all of the personalities of the Doctor. It didn't. It didn't yeah. seem quite like that. It was like oh, it was meant to be the bad bits of the Doctor. I don't know. The concept of it was just so amazing. I was like, fuck yeah, Trial of the Time was going to be incredible. And we get the mysterious <laughs> planet. It's like actually, this is quite good. Wow, yeah. And then the rest of it is just like oh fuck, oh fuck. what a massive oh down, fuck like that. Those were <laughs> the next three series. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was a bit of a let up <laughs> yeah no i completely agree with you w- with the exception that one of your oh fuck was for me just a okay then <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the bad voice so okay in that case i have i have a proposition for you the ultimate foe includes the reveal of the valyards the valyards Possibly one of the most famous, legendary, cloaked in mystery, certainly, villains in Doctor Who. Does he make the best or worst list of villains for you? Yeah, I think, I think weirdly, I would probably... Nice segue, by the way. Sorry, can't just ignore (laughs) the great work done there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I haven't put a lot of thought to this. I did have a brief thought on the villains that were in the show for the sixth doctor we do get the master but i don't think it's a strong master we see in the sixth doctor run the valyard for all the faults of the trial of the time lord as a series and all the the serials contained within i think the valyard was a good villain i think the portrayal i forget the name of the actor was good i enjoyed the bants that we got in the trial that fell away a little bit towards the end does a hell of a good maniacal laugh if i recall from the ultimate foe certainly michael chaston by the way michael chaston very good michael chaston i think i would i would yeah go out on a limb and say the best villain of the sick doctor oh best villain you say right (laughs) fine would you would you agree (laughs) do you do you have some other thoughts throw some other names (sighs) into the ring or i did have a think about like oh right so who are the who are the good villains in this and the good villain list in total sorry if i'm missing anyone so we have we have the valyard we've got the master we have davros the rani and i've also added sill to this list because he recurs he he shows up again the valyard for me is kind of He's a letdown oh, in in the sense that I just expected more. The whole season has been leading up to this one massive thing, and it's just it's just it, it's more of the Matrix show than the Valyard show, and I wanted more of a Valyard show. Mm. You're right about the master. I agree. He's just not as impressive this season or this with this Doctor. The Rani is incredibly interesting, but kind of fails to hit the mark a little bit. And then we have Sill, who also fails to hit the mark a little bit, but it's just so different. 
so obsessed with commerce and learning the art of negotiating and fantastic makeup just a really charismatic character someone i would very gladly watch again although no in fact hell no i'm not gonna go and watch that whatever that made for someone's personal hard drive film was called (laughs) so i don't know it's kind of a for best villain for me it's kind of a toss-up between sil and the rani and i think i'm probably leaning towards sil Interesting. Uh, I I do get what you're saying. Entertainment value, I would give to Syl. I think best villain to me means someone who maybe was giving Doc more of a a run for his money sort of thing. I don't see Syl in that light. But I get what you're saying, though, dude. Right. Who's the worst villain? Uh, We were basically saying the villains are the ones that you listed, the, the recurring... Foes, I don't know, I feel like there, there are probably foes. other ones. I've listed someone else. I've listed Mestor. Uh, I completely confess I had to look up look up his name. He's the slug dude who's going to jizz across the galaxy. Oh, yeah, okay. Um... Who is lent all the gravitas of the master for example in do you remember in flight to eternity i think that's the master that yeah he he's disguised as someone else he hijacks a british airways flights or whatever it is and he's disguised as someone else and he's planning to steal the energy or the life force of some alien species to use them as as fuel for his tardis the attention that that fake persona of his is lent in Flight to Eternity, I think that's what it's called, is almost identical in my mind to the the attention and gravitas that is lent to Mestor. But Mestor is just a dumb slug. Sorry, sorry, slugs. Yeah, sue me. <laughs> and it's, it's just a bit of a letdown. Like it's just, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. But I think there are probably more of them as well. Yeah, villain is, is a hard thing. Do you, do you pick the main foe in every serial and say they're, they're a big villain? I don't know if that's... That's fair, really. Okay, in that case, I retract my mess door. No, I don't know if... I'm not saying that doesn't fit the criteria. I think in some serials, definitely the big bad isn't as big or as bad as you might think for it being like a main villain of the Doctor sort of thing. Sure. I'd almost, though, go out on a limb and say, do we have... I couldn't even remember that Davros was in this, to be honest. So, Davros is in the Revelation of... Is it Revelation of the Daleks? Yeah, Revelation of the Daleks. It's the one where Davros has constructed a replica of his own head that just sits in the middle of a room and it's spinning around. Oh, yeah. On the planet where they Was, conduct uh, funerals. Yeah, but it, it, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember quite, quite badly. Was Davros the weird watered-down version that we've seen recently with Davros, where it's like, oh, you've got a couple of Daleks with you, but most of the Daleks hate you and... I don't know, you're not the scheming evil genius that you were before. Or was it more of the old Davros? I'm, I'm leaning towards maybe maybe he was better than I remembered, actually, because he, he did have this fake head thing. There was a bit of a, oh, yeah. you haven't really killed me. I, I was thinking one step ahead of you. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so maybe maybe Davros wasn't terrible. Okay, that's fine. We can, we can so, rule him out. I, I, quite frankly, if we look at the serials, so we have Twin Dilemma, we've got Mestor, Attack of the Cybermen, Cybers? Whatever. Vengeance on Varos is Sil, I would argue. Makilarani, yeah. Master and Sil. Two Doctors is, I can't remember her name now, but the super intelligent. She was an Andragum and she had been made super intelligent by uh, that yeah, yeah. scientist. Yeah. And she was actually like a really solid villain in that serial. She was really, she was crazy and sadistic and like actually pretty yeah, good. I think she was pretty good, yeah. Time Lash, you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't, that's probably not a good sign. Who's 
Who's the Time Lash villain? You know what? I think Time Lash might have been because it was in amongst this society where they were scheming against yes, each other. Right. Was there really like yeah. a big bad, or was it just like people are just vying for control of this? This I don't know. I think um, that's it. The guy who I was in charge answer, was right. a yeah. bit of an asshole, and then he gets overthrown. And I don't know. This is like the villain of the week is bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and someone who's power hungry yeah okay revelation of the daleks is that's obvious isn't it mysterious planets that robot pretty robot. solid villain yeah yeah would, um, would you, you can't really count with, no you can't count glitter and no what, what are they called jesus christ glitz and uh, dibber and zavalom glitz glitz yeah yeah glitz and dibber no i wouldn't count them as the villains they're almost companions <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair yeah then we get to mind warp so we're back to sill terror of the vervoids is botanists <laughs> yeah <laughs> science is this week's villain <laughs> yeah and the ultimate foe is uh, what's his face uh, oh, mr yeah. forgettable that's right so yeah <laughs> yeah sorry yeah mester is the worst one of those in my book yeah i think you've probably made a strong argument actually i can't necessarily <laughs> dispute although i'd be also tempted to say the valiad is the best and the worst villain <laughs> for and the worst yeah <laughs> he is his reason. own enemy the call is coming from inside the house <laughs> <laughs> i can see you hiding behind yeah. the sofa <laughs> It's interesting. Many of these foes are—they're not humans, are they? They're aliens. I wonder. Could we talk about the best and worst aliens, Jim Cakes? <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, man, that's, this... not, that's not my finest hour. <laughs> hey, no, I'm on board. I think everyone's on board that Segway train. <laughs> it's a Segway station, baby. <laughs> right. Um, I've got one best and two worst. Hit me with your best. I have no idea. I didn't prep this at all. You're going to have to leave this. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) All right. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. I don't even know who qualify as aliens, to be honest. Yeah, okay. That is a fair point. Yeah. You know what? Now I've done... Maybe I've broken the rules, actually, with my choice. But the the one that I've gone with is Cyber Rejects. So the the, the Cybermen... yeah, as the best. Yeah, so okay. the 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 people who are semi cybered. Yeah, interesting. That was a, it. Was pretty they cool. Look fantastic. They act fantastic, and it's so freaking grim. Yeah, and and we get the the climax of this concept and the climax of the serial. If I recall correctly, Lytton gets half cybered and keeps yeah. his wherewithals to do some good. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, sort of sacrifices himself. In order to save the day. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good shit. Nice. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what else do we... Do you want to hear my worst ones, or do you have something yeah, else? Yeah, no, you, you go through oh, your, your worst, and then we can ponder maybe some of the other ones sure? and stuff we have had here. Go for it. Okay. All right. Fine. So I've I've got two under worst, because I couldn't make up my mind. One is the cryons. They're the ones who can only live in super sub-zero temperatures. We meet, they're in the Cyberman serial, and we meet one of yes. them who's mega horny for the Doctor. Oh, yes. And, yes, she uh, is. <laughs> yeah, the cryons are just really shit. Like, they're just really shit. They look pretty cool, but as a species, they make no sense, and they're really just pants. Actually, I take it back, they don't look great either. <laughs> <laughs> It's got some slightly blue makeup on it. I forget. <laughs> Do they have like stalactites or stalagmites? I can't. I can never remember which one's which. Sort of stuck to their face. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. They were pretty weak. Who else have we got? Just in terms of like interesting design, I've landed on the Terror of the Vervoids page on whobatwen.com. Oh, nice. and Yeah. Like, obviously, the design of the Vervoids was cool. I'm not going to say they are Agreed. a good alien or a bad alien, really. I don't know. Maybe they are a bad alien because they were pretty ill thought out as a developed species, like, uh, from a writing point of view. Yeah, with you on that as well. As a concept, and not necessarily a portrayal, but a look, the Megarians that were in that, they were pretty cool. They had these... Which almost... ones are the Megarians? Oh, the ones with the masks. Yeah. Who yeah, could, they looked Had badass. to speak through a translation thing. Like, looked a bit robotish. But the translator always made me think oh, of the... Oh, God. The ood. Yeah. Like, they were always carrying around this this thing that they have to use to communicate you know i don't know yes exactly I, you know what i think that's a better choice than cyber ejects they were tremendous and we get to see one without a mask at one point or what without a helmet and their mouth was the same shape as the helmet's mouthpiece mm. on the outside the, we've got the mentors as well seals species like they true yeah they're they might be pushing it up there for for best in my mind actually because they're a really interesting concept yeah you're right and still is entertaining as hell and part of that he is yes. is the fact that he's the species and there's a mini jab of the hut and like there's this weird aquatic <laughs> thing but they're not aquatic because i think they're allergic to water or something weird like that but they're eat- <laughs> eating gloop all the time it's I don't constantly know. eating whatever it is yeah like, what is it that he's eating like it's just revolting <laughs> it looks disgusting yeah which is more of the jab of the hut vibes but yeah True, yeah they tick a lot of kind of like wow this is a really good concept executed well boxes yeah yeah oh that's those are solid arguments for best that i had not considered yeah oh both both the mentors and the mogarians are better than the cyber rejects damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well well chosen okay how about this i've got one more worst alien okay we only get to meet one of them and it's not really an alien i'm talking of course about the sentient tree (laughs) (laughs) who's a bit handsy (laughs) yes exactly in mark of the rani i think his name is luke he's turned into a tree and it's just a guy in a rubber tree suit and then he's turned into a tree he's just a tree (laughs) yeah and he's turned into a tree by stepping on a tree mine. It's just, <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> it is just dumb. There's a kind of sweet irony in it, I feel like. if I don't know what real actors go through when they go to acting school. But I remember doing acting at school, like as a, you know, one of these side things they make you do just for the hell of it. Yeah, and nice. One of the first things they make you do, and I'm sure this is true for everyone, is pretend to be a tree. Wow. I did not get to do that. You didn't get to pretend to be a tree? I think they probably thought that my acting was wooden enough without that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. (laughs) I I feel like acting in general or like (laughs) acting used as a a form of releasing tension or breaking tension, you know, in in groups. They always do these group things you see on TV, at least. It's like, oh, all pretend you're a lion. Now everyone pretend you're a tree. And I I, I can imagine this guy's (laughs) acting career literally started pretending to be a tree. And then his height of his career is being on Doctor Who. Fuck, I'm a tree. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) It's just one of me. He's not the only sentient tree we meet. There are two other dudes who are turned into a tree, and Doc is hammocked between them. Oh, that does. Yes, they're carrying him along, and then they turn, they step on mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a stupid serial. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. 
Right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on the sixth doctor? I think the only only thing is to just reiterate how we started, perhaps, is like it's not the greatest run, I don't think. There are a lot of there were a lot of stars aligning against this era of Doctor Who and unfortunately Colin Baker landed in amongst it. I don't think anyone is blaming him for it. I don't think anyone's saying Oh, Connor Baker turned up and everyone went, oh, Doctor Who shit now. No, it was just <laughs> stuff was happening. And yeah, despite all that, he was still incredible. He absolutely was. Yeah, you're right. Seconded and thirded. Yeah. Fourth. <laughs> okay, fine, you win. The fact that he has continued, like his legacy as the Doctor has continued to thrive in audiobook form is proof enough that there's mileage in his interpretation of this character yeah true. Um, i've only listened to one of them i think is it only one one sixth doctor doctor audiobook but it was it was he was great he was fantastic and i kind of want to hear more of them so yeah colin baker if you're listening slash when you're listening chin chin bravo also come on the show oh wait he's been on the show <laughs> hey he has right okay how about we also have Two listener minis-ish for this retrospective. How about we have a listen to them? Let's. Listener minis. Now let's hear from podcast land. Max 250. Or it would get out of hand. Shazamatron and welcome to the listener mini section of this podcast episode. It's a bonus. It's a retrospective. We don't usually get listener minis for this, but we've got not one, not two. JK, we've got two listener minis for this Doctor retrospective. Who's first? Jim Cakes? Why, it's none other than Kieran Evans. What up, Kieran? Hello, Kieran. Kieran starts. Hi, folks. So troubled era of the show for sure, but Colin is good in the role. Sometimes great. More support and better writing would have made all the difference. Big Finish shows that, as well as seasons 25 and 26. That start was so terrible for the character that it kneecapped the show, not helped by Sword disliking Colin, as he later revealed after his falling out with JNT. Change is coming, though. Sword became script editor in season 19 and left in 23, and his replacement has some new ideas, but it will take a few stories for them to get going. Season 24 might be a little rough. Oh, interesting. Great, looking forward to that. Spoilers. No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Kieran then gives us a little breakdown of best story, worst story, and underrated story. In that order, we have the best being Vengeance on Varos, or, because Kieran couldn't sliver a tiny bit of paper between them, Revelation of the Daleks. What up, Kieran? Just, like, make up your mind. We found it really easy to pick just one for each category. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we did that once, dude. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, who's worst? <laughs> who's worst, indeed? The twin dilemma, which is intriguing because that's definitely not what we said. <laughs> no, no, not at all, actually. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. They're clarified by Kieran saying it's that opening part, particularly that scene. I think this is, no, this is, I'm guessing, I can't remember for sure. And I'm reacting to a shrug that Leon just did. Obviously, you didn't hear that. <laughs> yes, fine, I shrugged. <laughs> I think this is podcast land really not liking the strangling Perry aspect. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. No, that's absolutely Which what it is. You're right. we possibly more forgiving than we should have been about it. But hey-ho, that's where we are. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I would. I don't know if I'm forgiving of it, but I'm understanding of it partly because he doesn't only strangle Perry; <laughs> he also strangles other people. Is underrated. This underrated story is brought to you by the Mark of the Rani, which Kieran Light, or because <laughs> Kieran can't decide again, Terror of the Verbites. Classic Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, solid choices, dude. Solid. Yeah, interesting, but solid. Kieran continues, the companion category is a bit pointless this time with only Perry and Mel, the latter of whom is barely in it. Perry can be good, but again, like the Sixth Doctor, is often let down by the writing. Yep, agreed. And mm, Kieran gives mm. us another breakdown. Best villain, the Rani or Chesney. Who's Ches? Oh, Chesney is the who villain you were talking in... about, dude. Exactly, in The Two Doctors. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Great choices, Kieran. Yeah. I feel like this is your Ooh, mess up. Yeah, yeah. Dumb plan and uh, looks uh, terrible. My goodness. Did you boom. write this? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I've been Kieran all along. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Kieran. Who's got most potential? One, we've got the Valyard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Good, good stuff, Kieran. Totally very, fair. very good stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much for sending that in. Yeah, agreed. Pr- pretty much across the board. People who are not Kieran, just, you know, do the online thing. Kieran can be found at KJ Evans 2 For all your Evan needs. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you. I can be squeaky up. Very good. Who's that? Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's none other than Tail Six Fingers. Pow, 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 pow. All six of them. Hello, Tans. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Tans. Tans starts. The Sixth Doctor has faced Cybermen, Daleks, Santarans, and the Master. In Attack of the Cybermen, he used a gun and used a bomb to blow up a Cyberman. He is definitely more violent and more hands-on than four or five were. Mm-mm. As he no longer has his sonic screwdriver, he improvises by using other devices, much like the Third Doctor either from a TARDIS toolbox or of his own making. That is an interesting point. That is a super interesting hmm. point. How have we not discussed that he is Sans screwdriver? I forget when this happened. Did this happen with Davison? And we just kind of accepted it, so it didn't really become a point with... I think I, I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think at some point the screwdriver just breaks. Yeah. Yeah, good start. Oh, that, super good observation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tans. Tans continues with his favorites. Episode, The Two Doctors. Okay, mainly because of Troughton and Attack of the Cybermen. His favorite villain. Sill and the Valyard in a tie. You know what? I bet you the Valyard would look spiffing in a tie. Favorite yes. alien species. The Androgums. Yes. And the Vervoids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ally. Orsini. Orcini. However you say that, I've forgotten. From Revelation of the Daleks. Is that Mr. Bouquet? Quite possibly. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite historical figure. H.G. Wells. Might also be only historical figure. <laughs> Wells, I'm not sure. Quite possibly. What about his least favorites? Least favorite episode is Mark of the Rani. Least favorite villain is Mestor. Hey! Here's your other friend that agrees with you. Yeah, that's right. And least favorite alien species for Tans is the Cryons. Nice. Nice. Very good choice. Tanz has also added a, a bit of miscellany. He says the number of recurring characters introduced, four, and the number of new Time Lords, six, plus unnamed High Council and Jury. Yeah, okay, sure. 
And then Tans leaves us with some interesting thoughts. Fewest number of episodes and stories of any classic Doctor. So most comparisons are unfair. He was just gaining steam and popularity when he was fired. He didn't get a chance to fight pirates, sword fight, or face himself in another role. With a nice little subclause here, they should have had him play Commando Maxil in Trial of the Time Lord. Now that would have been interesting. Hell yeah. That is possibly the most amazing retro rewrite for Trial of a Time Lord ever. That's exactly what they should have done. That's such a good idea. I don't know how they would have explained it, but I'm on board. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been such a series saver. I would have been a bajillion percent on board for that. Oof. Anywho, Tans concludes, overall, I enjoyed his time, though I didn't like his arrogance or ego, or the way he treated Perry. Yeah, read. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tans. Yeah, thanks hugely. People who are not Tans, please go and tell Tans how good his retro rewrite is. He can be found at Tan Six Fingers and... Tan Six Fingers. That's right. Thank you very much, Tans. And thank you very much, everyone who either sent something in and or listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Cakes. I've had a spiffing time discussing the Sixth Doctor to think that, what, like two hours ago, we were looking at the recording ahead going, we haven't prepared anything. How's this going to turn up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, man. Nailed it. <laughs> So that concludes, yes, exactly, because this concludes not only our Sixth Doctor retrospective, but it concludes the Sixth Doctor's run entirely, which means we are heading into the reign of the Seventh Doctor. What is next in the Classic Who channel, Jim Cakes? You've already alluded to it a couple of times. It's time under Ronnie. Oh, wow. Bet you that's great. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm probably, I'm I'm giving it too much criticism. Watch it. You'll love it. It's, it is great. It's not. It's it's great. It's terrible. It's You should watch it. Don't. It's awful. Fantastic. Before then, though, we're going to be reviewing a new Who episode. In fact, it's going to drop the same weekend as this one. Fuck, I've got a lot of editing to do. It's Can You Hear Me? Yeah, yeah, your microphone's working, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know that wasn't funny, but I had to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some point in audio land, I think you guys are going to talk about Redacted. But now I just think it's a long word. That's right, joke. yeah. I don't know. No! It hasn't been running for that long. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we absolutely will. We will go through Redacted. And the next bonus Who episode is going to be... (laughs) Sorry, I'm going through a tunnel. (laughs) I don't know. Watch this space. It'll be something. (laughs) In the meantime, you can say hello to us online. Jim Cakes, where can you be found? I can be found on Mastodon at jimmy at thewhatnow.eu. Dang right. You can say hi to me as well. I can be found at Ponken, P-O-N-K-E-N, because that's a memorable handle. Peeps, you've been lovely. Thank you so much for listening to our crazy ramblings this evening. Please continue to be rad, excellent, and just wonderful to one another. Rock on and cha-chao. See ya. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! 
Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own. Browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode and lastly give us a rating and review on iTunes it helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points that's it rock on and be rad and excellent to each other catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode until then cha ciao And what, may I ask, is going on here? Greetings, Doctor. We are the Court of the High Council of the Time Lords. And we have summoned you here with some really nice effects to stand trial for something vague that we haven't fully fleshed out yet. I am the Inquisitor. And this is the Valyard, a learned prosecutor and totally not a maniacal villain in disguise with a personal vendetta against you. He will make a devastating case against you without being repetitive whatsoever. You can't do this to me, my ratings would plummet. It is because of your ratings that we are putting you on trial. And we are going to force you into confession of guilt by means of... of making you watch some completely irrelevant episodes of Doctor Who. You can't do that. Anything, anything but that. We shall now make you sit through... Right, stop this right now. Who are you, barging into this Gallifreyan court of law? I am from the Celestial Intervention Agency. We are interrupting your boring interruption of a trial in order to put the doctor on trial in an even more boring court. And what are you pretending that I have done this time, hmm? Yes, well, uh, well, that's on a need-to-know basis. But I'm the defendant, I think I do have a need-to-know. Everyone, everyone, stop this trial right now. We are here to put the doctor on trial. We are totally the court of the Guardians of Time, and not at all an allegory for the executives at the BBC. A little bit of violence land you in hot water, being persecuted for being goofy and lame, on trial for not living up to Star Wars potential. Does an executive in your court have a personal grudge? Is all your script writing hitting too close to real life? Come and see us at the Law Offices of Funky Retro Rewrite and Review. We're ready to fight for your renewal next season. All I want is to tell my story without all these pointless, repetitive interruptions. Won't somebody please help me? Funky Retro Rewrite and Review. Don't wait until the executives come knocking. Call us now. Really, please, new who, let us help before history repeats itself.